Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Campus Counselors. A what are what is Campus Counselors? We're about to find out. We're about to find out together. We're going on this journey. Uh, this is your host, Marty Hess, and I'm Carly Hess, and we are your Campus Counselors. We are uncertified. We are unqualified, un- compl- utterly unqualified to counsel you. Um, but and nobody's paying us. No one is paying us, which is not that much different from being resident advisors. So Carly and I were both resident advisors at an undisclosed university. Total mystery. Uh, it was a very large one. I'll say that. Yep. Uh, very popular. Yep. Um, a lot of merchandise has has their logo on it. I guess we'll just give you little clues throughout here this and there. Podcast maybe maybe too. you'll figure it out one day. Oh my gosh! Uh, but we decided we we were both RAs for a while. Um, and we we have quite a few life experiences now. We're we're married. Um, mm-hmm. we're living together. Yeah. And and we have a dog. His name is Gatsby. We have a roommate agreement. We have a roommate agreement. That's actually true. We do have a roommate agreement. Oh. I I lost it though. We literally do. Um. But we want to take kind of a, a different spin on an advice podcast and, and apply it through the lens of being a resident advisor. Because I, I, I used to tell all my residents that I'll be your resident advisor forever. Right. And I feel like I just want, I want to take that to the people. Right. In an audio format. And for those of you who maybe didn't live on campus or didn't go to just a giant um, university or college, we'll keep it a mystery. Um, <laughs> for those of you who haven't had that experience, a resident advisor is an utterly unqualified single individual that lives on your floor with you and is responsible for your well-being in life. It's just supposed to take care of your shit when you can't handle it. And let me tell you something about being one year removed from being a freshman, because uh, I started when I was a sophomore. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know anything. Yeah. it's You're not that much more advanced than the people whose lives are now in your hands. Right. There's like a selection process. There were interviews and like... Right. Which we which we beasted at. We, be clearly, honest. we got hired. Right. At this prestigious university. Right. And or it college. Was, and it, to be honest, felt like being dropped out of a plane. Day one, I was like, I'm not old enough for this. I'm not mature enough for this. I remember during one of the one of the training sessions, they like put you through these scenarios of people trying to like here's here's a good example of, of how unqualified we were and how <laughs> nobody really cared. Um there was a scenario where kids were arguing like the the, the like what is it what does an RA do in the situation? The 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 fake students were arguing about like um, economic discrepancies on the floor of various students and, and like people started just shouting and yelling at each other and calling people like like calling other people poor like what are you supposed to do as an RA to like def- diffuse the situation and I'm just standing there looking at my supervisor I'm like I don't know anything and she said alright alright cut we're fine yeah. and then I never learned what I should do in that situation right so they they put you through what felt at the time like rigorous tests but actually prepared you for nothing yeah um so so what marty was describing was like that part of the training was scenarios that would be acted out for you and you had to handle them as an ra um prepared you not at all um we got free room and board for doing it yes um which we calculated at one point because the thing about being an ra is you literally live where you work which i would zero out of ten recommend for any human person (laughs) regardless of age (laughs) It's a terrible plan, um, but me and a couple of my um, coworkers kind of got together, my fellow RAs, and we calculated what we were paid hourly, um, assuming that you're an RA for 24 hours, which you literally are, um, and it was 11 cents an hour. 11 cents. Not a, I was about to say not a bad deal. Why would you say not well, a bad deal? Well, I didn't have to pay rent, and that was nice. It was nice not to pay rent, but we divided what the cost of it was. So we also got, like, meal plan swipes. So basically, they they lull you into this false sense of security. They're like, you did great on the interview. 
you you passed the fake tests and, of scenarios. And now you're all set. Just like live on this floor with these kids and right. we'll and we'll pay you to do it. And, and and what they don't tell you, what they what they hide from you, I believe that they hide this from you, is that everybody seemingly that comes onto your floor freshman year is hell bent on ruining their own lives. <laughs> Every single individual <laughs> is is determined to ruin their lives. That's not far off from the truth. And and so Marty and I didn't mention the numbers quite yet. Every college university is set up differently, right? A lot of colleges and universities have a reasonable number of people per floor. Marty and I both worked in the same dorm, not at the same time. Um, And we worked in this dorm that was originally designed to have two people per room that they put four people per room in. So it was four people per per room times, I'm going to script this math, uh, 16 rooms? Something like that. It, it, it shook out to 52 residents per one of us. <laughs> it was it was hard, and they were yeah. all very young. And not only that, they were co-ed floors. So there yeah, were, there were rooms full of, there were eight rooms full of boys, eight rooms full of girls. That's important. That, is, that becomes very important later on. Right. Um, as just, we, it, right next to each other, the hall wasn't even divided. So some colleges and universities have the hall divided, like the girls' side and the boys' yeah, side. Yeah, like the West Wing, East Wing. It was like, nope, no, just every just other room. every other room is uh, boy-girl. So that's fun. Um, and led to a lot of tomfoolery, I would say. I would say tomfoolery. What uh, would you say? What? How would you describe your your RAing um, style in one word? I would describe my RA style as maternal. And if you're listening to this and you think, "Well, isn't that delightful?" Let me tell you what it was a bad plan. I thought I could. I thought I could mom everyone to the point where they wouldn't want to ruin their lives. But what ended up to really probably mirror what it's like to be an actual parent is they wanted me to not be disappointed in them, but not more than they wanted to fool around and ruin, ruin their um, reputation. Did they get to a point where they would like call you mom? Everyone called me mom my first year RAing. And then I dialed it back a little bit. (laughs) Fun fact, fun fact about me. I don't know if you know this, Mart. I, in the first floor meeting, gave everyone my personal phone number. Oh, rookie mistake, kid. Such a rookie mistake. Because I said, if you're in trouble, call me. Guess how many times someone who was actually in trouble called me? Never. How many prank texts did I get? Countless. Countless. Yeah. I uh, I took the approach, uh, if I had to describe my yes. style in one word, I would say irresponsible. Um, <laughs> kind of at a, at, a, at a higher level. But honestly, I took the approach of like, listen... I'm a year older than you. I'm also trying to figure shit out. So, like, I will help you kind of learn from my mistakes in year one. Um, and just don't kill yourself. Uh, so that gave me a reputation of, of I think, I think the formal title was Party Marty. Um, did I drink with my residents? Sometimes. We were all 21. I will say that here and now. I'm just appalled. Because uh, every, every, right out of high school, you're, you just become 21 as soon as you hit college, right? Um, no. no, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, as long as they weren't screwing up that bad, like, I kind of let stuff slide, because I get it, you're learning, you're experimenting yeah. with yeah. the bound, your your lack of boundaries that yeah. you now have, especially if you came yeah. from, like, maybe, I, I had some residents who, like, were, like, in a very, um, restrictive, uh, households. Right. And so I kind of let them let loose for a little bit. I get because I got it, I was like, I get it. Like, you're, as long as you're not dying and I don't have to deal with, like, honestly, because for me, it was like, I don't want to do paperwork. Right, and if I what you were doing was gonna make me have to do paperwork, I would typically look the other way, unless it was like pretty egregious. Um, everybody survived, 
Everyone, so yes. Uh, they like me. They liked me, and that was key. Everyone, everyone loved Marty. Clearly, they called him Party Marty. Yeah. And and everyone was a huge fan of Marty. However, whenever we reflect on on our times as resident advisors, I am always just utterly horrified about how Marty handled everything. <laughs> but he wasn't wrong. Like just because I'm horrified doesn't mean his his take on the position was wrong. It just means that I would never, literally every decision Marty made as an RA, I never would have made. So it's pretty fascinating. Um, yeah, if it, I had to describe your style in one word, it would be responsible. Oh, thanks. Yeah, because you actually, like, you were, Stop. you followed the rules and people respected tea. you. I loved paperwork. I'll tell you right now. Nah. I was like, I will fully document the situation. I, yeah. Um, to, to explain what type of things we would document um, real quick is pretty much if you saw people with uh, alcohol and or drugs, um, you would write them up. You have to write them up and they would have to go have a meeting with the hall director about right. how terrible drinking is. The cops wouldn't come. It was very low stakes. But at the time, I took it very seriously. And and in my thought was, you know, it, it's a safety net. If I write them up now, real cops won't write them up later. I No, man, those kids got to learn. <laughs> take care of this let the cops take care of it you walk you walk down onto the sidewalk with an open container you you fucking figured out we're gonna earn our explicit tag by the way um on itunes you fucking figure it out yeah i mean i but i see that philosophy but it just so wasn't that that is very generous of you to call me responsible because i made a lot of mistakes i believed too much in my influence of encouraging them to to live their lives in a different way um because I had very little influence. If if I were to describe your RA style in one word, it would be unfazed. Okay. Because <laughs> whenever he tells me a story and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, that's so horrible that, that a resident came in and told you all the information. Like, did it just crush your soul? And he was like, no, I, I connected them to the appropriate resources. Yeah. Because you can't let it be personal. Oh, gosh. Because that that's where that's where your folly, I think, uh, lied, at least first Absolutely. year one. Oh, I take, I am... A, constantly phased, mm -hmm. and B, take everything personally. Yeah. So it was just, it was a very emotionally wrought job for me. And I think you as well. You had some emotions tied to it, right? Yeah, mostly like people be, like being around my work all the time was weird. Like having right. the door open, I'm trying to do homework. And like, oh, technically I'm on call. Or like, yeah, having to be on call some nights and you have to, you right. have to manage multiple you buildings. Have to, you have to manage multiple buildings. You have to like pace the floors. like Three you, times a night. Three times a night at like, what was it? Like it was, I think it was one, 11. three and five? No, no. no. Uh, the last round, the last set of rounds was like 2 a.m. Right. And so what was so fruitless about this process that I now understand is like residents would figure out at what general times the RAs would be walking the floor. In my case, I would just tell them when I was on call. Are you serious? Yeah. Because I didn't want to write anybody up. I didn't want to have to do this. M Marty paperwork. was totally a, like, if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like Amy Poehler from, <laughs> from Mean, mean Girls. Girls. Right. Yeah. Right. Just like, hey, kids, here, here's the deal. I'm the cool parent. I'm the cool parent. And I was not the cool parent. I was, um, one time I was on the floor and one of my residents had a brown paper bag that was like tall, like a height, and he was holding it as like, if there was a bottle. Like a tall boy. A, like a tall boy, right? And then I saw him in the hallway and I said, 
uh, I got to leave names out. Let's make this up. Yeah, fake. Um, all, all, uh, we're going to tell stories over the course of this podcast. Right. We'll use all fake names. Yeah, so all identities if, are private because we don't. We're not trying to yeah. shade anybody, no. right? But you you did act this way. So if you're listening and you were one of our former residents, enjoy. But we will not because it might you be out. about you. It might be about you, and and you should have acted differently if you didn't want to be talked about no. in the podcast. No, but truly. Um. So let's let's call him Derek. I was like Derek. Like, like he's on his way out of the yeah, hall. Yeah. Uh, you would have just let him go. Sure. You would. Right. And I was like, Derek, why do you have a tall bag? And then he was like, come over here. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to like, he's going to like throw it to the ground and be like, I don't care about the system. Like I was so, so I went over there and it was, you don't think very highly of Derek. I was always prepared for everyone to just revolt as well. Okay. Um, but anyway, so then Derek, like, opens the bag, and it's just a couple of ice creams stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Parley. What? You're so... You just assumed the worst. I assumed the worst, and... It, I don't know. It. I learned a lot from it. I grew a lot from it. Um, but I also, you know, I learned the most... Maybe one of the most important lessons is... You cannot be another person's mom, and you shouldn't try. You shouldn't try, no you matter how little try. they pay Unless you. Unless it's your literal child, um, you shouldn't try. Yeah, be a friend. Be a friend. Be a friend who likes to party. And Marty was a friend, but then he also drank with his residents. Which yeah, was, like, it was like the second to last week. I was like, I wanted people to have that story to take with them. Like, oh, I used to drink with Marty. It was awesome. Like, who, wanted, right. who doesn't want to be right. able to tell cool just, stories Just college? to be clear, we are in no way condoning underage drinking in this podcast. No, everybody's 21. Everyone... <laughs> Everyone was 21. Everyone that we're talking about was 21. No, but it's just, it. it's such an interesting, especially because we were at a, a very large school that a lot of students that came from very small places. Um, they saw it as kind of a gateway to, they did. hey, this is what the world is. Right. And, and we tried to at least guide them because we didn't know either. And that's the thing. And that, that kind of like has been the, the sum up of, of why we want to do this podcast. And, and mm-hmm. we want to take, now that we're older and wiser, right. take some of these experiences, take some of this this um, thought process as mm-hmm. far as, you know, trying to get your way through, you know, college. Now, right. how do you get your way through the world? Because we're, we're kind of right. in that similar situation mm-hmm. now where we're we're young and, and we're married and we're, we're coming up in the world trying to figure stuff out. Right. Um, and, and we're that's... just as confused. Don't oh, get yeah, it don't... twisted. Yeah, I yeah. would say we're about the same level as like a year two when, yeah. when you compare to... <laughs> right. Um, a like year freshman two in college, of like adulthood. Yeah, like if adulthood's divided. So like, up. if you feel like you're in a year one, like we kind of got you. Yeah, like we'll kind of help out. Maybe and again, not qualified to do so. Not in the slightest. We will sure, will darn sure to be helpful. So that's that's <laughs> what that's what you can expect from this podcast. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we're going to um now talk about. I I was trying to think of a story that I could tell you all that would summarize the resident advisor experience again for anybody who who didn't have a floor, didn't live in the dorms. Um, Here's kind of a a perfect example of the level of responsibility that we technically had. Um, So, like I said, you're there 24-7. You sleep where you work. Like, you are on call even when you're dead asleep. So here's the story. So I am dead asleep. um, And now what I also took from being an RA is I only wake up when someone screams fire. Or or yells, we need an ambulance. Like those are the only. How two often did that happen? Multiple times. We had Martin. very different floors. Okay, well, oh, maybe they had a fire and they just handled it because they were like, well, well we so there was a small enough fire. fire. I mean, I would have figured it out. There was a fucking fire on the floor. Come on. <laughs> anyway, so I'm asleep, right? Dead asleep. 
And then I hear someone banging down my door, and it is six in the morning. I look at my clock, it says six in the morning, and I go back to sleep because in my head, no one has an actual problem at six in the morning. Problems happen from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. They're not allowed to happen at 6 in the morning. Fair. So I'm just I'm just asleep. I roll back over. Bang, bang, bang. It took them 15 minutes to wake me up because in my sleeping brain, I'm like, no one has a problem. Figure it out. So that's, this is towards the end of my first year, by the way. Um, so you were learning. I was learning. Or maybe that was my second year. Yeah, I was bitter enough to, to draw <laughs> some lines. Okay, so I wake up. And they said, we have a problem. We have a problem. And they said, oh, gosh, I know this person's name, so I need to disguise it again. Derek. Derek again. (laughs) Every male resident I talk about from now on is just going to be called Derek. Um, So they're like, Carly, Derek really needs help. He has not stopped being sick for the past six hours. (laughs) So my first thought is, like, this particular version of Derek never had a problem this room of students um, this room of derricks this room of derricks my children at the time had never had a problem they had never had a problem i was like what did derrick take how many shots has he had i'm like going through all of this in my mind and i i go into the room and derrick is gray like i've never seen someone Oof. so shadowy he was like a a husk of himself and he was folded and i say folded because his body looked so thin he just hunched and over he himself just hunched over himself folded on a chair and I said, Derek, what happened? And they were explaining to me that Derek had the flu. <laughs> and so... So he didn't, like, it was just... He didn't. He was just having a really bad night. I was like, Derek, how long have you been like this? And Derek was like, I didn't want to bother you. And and keep in mind, Derek normally is, is a pretty, you know, like, in shape dude. He was training to be a Marine. Wow. And, and Derek was... I'm not going to say at death's door because that's a little bit extreme, but Derek was just not in a good spot. So I was like, all right, Derek, I got to call an ambulance. And he goes, can you please call an ambulance? And and all the rest of his roommates freaked out. They're calling an ambulance. Like, oh my gosh, like Derek's going to die. I'm like, Derek's not going to die. We're going to get Derek some fluids. We just need to put this boy on an IV. And so I called an ambulance at six in the morning. So that story, the reason I'm telling you that story is that you know that, like, Derek might have not been okay <laughs> had I not been there. So, two things. One, Derek might not have been okay. And B, Derek and all of his Derek roommates just, like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. No, Nobody knew like, what they were doing. It's like, I couldn't believe that they let him. And he told me he had been dry heaving for the past three hours. If you're dry heaving for three hours, y'all, do do something about it. Do something about it. But they didn't want to buy, which made me feel so guilty because I was in there like, go away, like not having it. Um, and Derek was totally fine. They hooked him up to an IV. He was, he was back. He looked like he reinflated after that. Um, but it was crazy. And so just so you get the scope of, you know, we it, were quite literally responsible for their lives at certain points. Uh, Cause again, now that I'm thinking back on some of the stories, cause we'll, we'll tell a new story every week. Um, yeah. to, that, that was your, uh, to give you, know. you a bit of a taste of, of some of the things that we had to experience, but like, yeah. They just kind of also didn't understand the scope of our responsibilities. No, not at all. Like, if you're sick, like, 
go like go do something about it. Right. I was a doctor in that moment. I yeah. assessed the situation. I had no formal training. Again. Triage. Just triage. Right. And the good thing is that during that time, I developed this skill of kind of like um, laser focus. Like it was if I had like tunnel vision when I when there's a crisis situation and I get like a really clear head. I get really calm, and then um, then afterwards I kind of freak out. But um, you know. I learned that skill yeah. on the floor, in the trenches. And now it helps you do things in the real world like yeah. taxes. Yes. So Is that true? That's, uh, <laughs> don't just say yes if it's not true. Well, I don't. This is embarrassing. You handle our taxes. I do do the taxes. So um, we don't have like segment music yet. We Maybe we'll get there. Um, maybe we'll hire an intern to do it. Um, Definitely. But we're moving on to our next segment, which is hashtag... Postgrad problems. Yep, your postgrad problem of the week. That's what we'll try and solve for you. Yeah, and uh, it's it's coming up to tax season. I feel like taxes has been in the news. Yeah, I feel like we all pay them. Right. If ideally. Right. In. Yeah. In 2018, maybe you don't, and that's maybe maybe you don't want to talk about it. In which case, you can just fast forward through just this part. Fast forward through this section if you uh, don't want to do. But no, but taxes suck because. Um, the 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 act of doing them right. like when it, did anybody ever teach you like what class did you take Carly about doing no, your taxes it is, it is uh, many reasons why you do the taxes even though you yeah. are legally obligated to do them every year no one ever right. tells you it's right. not like somebody calls you when you turn eighteen like all right hi I'm from America right. and I'm here to tell you that you need to do your taxes now that you're an adult even though you're never taught this in school <laughs> would that be an automatic like caller like a yes. digital I like that hello hello I am I am America. Um, it's America calling, reminding you of your civic duties. Of your civic duties to to fill out this form <laughs> and pay someone to submit it. I guess. Well, you can. Do, can you do your taxes for free by yourself? See, this is shit. Like, I don't even know. You don't know if you. Can, you can definitely do your taxes. I just for assume free that you have yourself. to like use TurboTax or something. I think it's safe to assume that you have to use TurboTax because here's something I do know about taxes. I know enough about it to be afraid of it because <laughs> I <laughs> I read the tax forms that you're supposed to fill out and the language is incomprehensible. It is dense. It's very dense. If you had to if someone said, "Carly, you have to make a document that everybody must follow the rules to." Like I would have written it so differently. And you, what what is a survey? It's like um most people aren't beyond an 8th grade reading level. Um, oh god, that's true. It's yeah. And and I think it's even even less than that with the state of our public schools. Not going to go there. Going to go straight ahead into the fact that like why would you not make that document easily accessible? Right. It's like you want people to not do your it's taxes. It's the longest word problem ever. Yes. Yes. And um, like you're, you might go to jail if you do it wrong. Exactly. And that's stupid. It's, well, it's high stakes and it's so easy to get wrong. Yeah. Um, and just, just a little disclaimer in here. The reason why Marty does our taxes is not because I'm not fully capable of doing our taxes. It's that I am slightly dyslexic with numbers, which means if you tell me like the number 26 in my head, it's going to think you said 62, um, which let me tell you is bad when you're filling out number related forms. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, the, I do the finances for the household. And so taxes is something right. on my mind because right. I guess I'm still waiting for my W2s for yeah. the year. So I can't do my taxes yet. And, and last year, Carla and I moved to different states. Um, we had to go to H&R Block. I think the year before that, we, we also to... moved different states and we got married. Like, all these rules keep changing oh and I don't gosh. know what I owe the government. I never know what I owe the government. And then there was a new tax law yep. that got signed. So, like, that's a whole other layer of I don't right. know. We went into that H&R Block just weak. 
we were just, we had a stack of papers and we were just quivering like, please, please, we've moved to multiple states, please. Right. How do I get my deductions? I don't even right. know. What, I, I still, and and maybe this, now that I'm thinking about thinking through this topic, mm-hmm. maybe the point of this segment right now is just to it's tell just- you, hey, you're not alone. <laughs> You don't understand the well, shit either. So when we were planning out this podcast, I was like, okay, we're going to have a little postgrad problem of the week. And Marty was like, can we please talk about taxes? Maybe so, this is just cathartic for me to be I, like, I don't fucking I know what I'm doing. I think you're sorting through some things. Yeah. Um, I feel like I could point people on it. See, again, it, like being an RA, I feel like I can point you in the like, direction. I don't know if it's helpful. I don't know if it's true or not, right. but I'm pretty sure. What, what advice, since this is, you know, we are your campus counselors. Um, the world is your campus, uh, by the way. And we are That's your the tagline. uncertified counselors. Yes. Um, so... What we're trying to do here is give advice. So what advice can you give someone about tax? Use TurboTax? Is that- I mean, I have heard good things about TurboTax. I think I did it once in 2014 because I just moved to Chicago. Is that the last time you used TurboTax? Yeah, because then the last two times I had to use a CPA, which is do a, we, a we certified use- professional accountant. Every year since 2014, we've used outside person to do our taxes. There's only been two years, 2015, 2016. Oh, okay. We're, we're, even though it's 2018, we need to do our 2017 taxes. See, that alone messes me up yeah yeah is this is this entertaining at this point <laughs> we're just i don't know well, now we're just going through our financial information which maybe we shouldn't be talking about this <laughs> we're just, in a public <laughs> forum um yo yeah if you have problems in your taxes yeah. you can it is a it is a legal viable option to pay someone else to do it right um sometimes they'll they'll let you pay for it out of your actual refund if you're getting a refund right so you don't even have to like ever exchange money. Your just refunds just a little bit smaller. If you are in college right now, get a friend that's an accounting major. No, because they're not certified, and you can go to jail still. An accountant can't do your taxes. An account, but are they an accountant at that point? They are not. A, they have not taken the tests no, to become a certified future. public accountant. Okay, I just mean in the future. Certified professional, certified public. Yeah, I mean, if you have an accountant friend, they'll probably still charge you because it's probably hard to do. That's true. That's literally their whole business. I wouldn't. T- I wouldn't ask a friend. Hey, do my taxes, even though it's tax season, and this is like the one time a year you work okay, that's to do taxes. Sassy. We I'm not trying to be sassy. We don't know about the lives of accountants. We don't. I'm assuming a lot. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie The Accountant? No. I think that's just Ben. Is it Ben Affleck or Matt Damon? I don't know. Anyway, he just shoots people in that movie. I don't think he's an account. Like he's like secretly an assassin. Maybe that's the moral of the story. Go get a cool job like that, so you don't have to do your taxes. Get all your money under the table. If you get by money being, by being an assassin. But if the government is funding you being an assassin... Is he? Oh. Is he, he, if the government was a he, is, is he funding the assassinations? I don't know. I didn't see the movie. <sighs> this has been a journey. So moral st- so the, the real advice here is don't do your taxes. Go see a movie. Do, don't it's do a lot taxes, cheaper. Get, really, the advice you definitely just gave our listeners right now, Marty, is get an under-the-table t- job where you do not have to do your taxes. And you just go see movies. All right. There, you heard it here first, folks. That's our first pro- post-grad problem of the week. We hope we solved it for you. Yeah. If you have a post-grad problem you would like to discuss, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and email us at campuscounselorspodcast at gmail.com. Yep, that's real. We just made it. That's a real email address that you can send emails to. Right. And uh, sometimes we will check it, and then we will answer questions that come to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that that also applies to the next segment. So our next segment um, is sort of it, it's it's an advice section. But as we have just started this podcast, and no one is asking their friendly neighborhood RAs um, in their adult life for any advice yet, Marty and I looked up questions that are posed on Google Answers. Yahoo Answers. Yahoo Answers. Thank you. Um, Yahoo Answers. And if you're familiar with this platform, it's just random people on the internet asking other random people on the internet for advice, um, which is kind of what being an RA felt like. Yeah. It was just random questions from random people. Right. Um, sometimes they weren't even on your floor. Right. That you're completely unequipped to give. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, one of the, the common themes, I think, on my floor, mm-hmm. um, again, being a co-ed floor right um was love mm-hmm. and relationships and how to navigate those because again some people really That's thought that you were supposed to to guide them through their entire yeah. lives and i wasn't the best at it yeah i wasn't terrible i um, doled out a lot of relationship advice so this is time. so this is going to be the relationship advice um portion mm-hmm. of the show which is called hashtag are they bay are they bay so where we uh, hope to answer the question if they are indeed bay mm-hmm. what is bay bay stands for a lot of people think it's just a word like short it's for an babe? acronym no okay. yeah it's not it's not common misconception it stands for before anyone else so just side note very few people in your whole life should, should be bay. should be bay very few people should be before anyone else um so it's a serious thing to call someone your bay. and a trend that marty and i noticed while we were ras um and definitely even now is people have a very skewed concept of of when someone should be bay. um so that's what we're going to address today so what what marty and i did is we went on yahoo answers and we were about to surprise each other with the question um on the spot. so And try to answer, are they bay? And then also try to maybe give a little bit of advice, things to do, things yeah. not to do. So I have not, Marty's about to ask me the first question, and I have not seen this question. I don't know what's about to be asked, so that's exciting. So the question, and, and I think this is this is appropriate given uh, the week oh, that we're geez. in. Oh, boy. Uh, the question is, Valentine's help, please, dot, 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 question mark? <laughs> so I don't know what to get my Valentine. He's not my boyfriend. <laughs> But it's hard picking out something for a guy. Confused face. So I'm guessing the question is, what should this person get for a Valentine who maybe doesn't know they're about to be a Valentine? And they're definitely, definitely not boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay. Don't do it. Wow. Don't at all buy someone a gift that you are not dating. Because they are not bae. Because they're not yet bay. You gotta earn bay. This is what this person does not know yet. Um, from what I understand about the male mind, because um, this is a this is a girl seeking a boy. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. So what I understand about the male mind is that you you typically gift giving isn't going to just charm them into being your boyfriend. Typically not. Typically not. If you get them like it depends what. What's your budget, girl? Like, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Literally don't get him anything. Um, because I feel awkward when people that I know really well give me gifts. Um, and as I get older, I'm starting to feel awkward about, like, even my parents giving me gifts. Like, I don't... A gift giving can be very uncomfortable when you know the person. When you don't know the person. And then for sure he didn't get you anything. I'm going to tell you that right now. Do not think this is going to be an adorable rom-com situation where he then produces a gift for right, you. Right, 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 right. Um, he has not thought about it. He will be completely put off guard, um, and he will be—he will run away from you if you give him a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are listening to me give you that advice, and you still think oh, I'm going to do it anyway, I would keep it very low stakes, like maybe like chocolate. 
Sure, yeah. And, and be like, hey, Hershey's just came out with the new Hershey's Gold. Not sponsored. No, that's a bit. I don't know if he'd be like, hey, look at this new product I found on the shelf. Okay, okay. Fair. Um, hashtag ad. Hashtag sponsored. Yeah, absolutely don't do that. Maybe instead work on seeing how he feels about you first. Before the gift. Absolutely before the gift. Okay. So you should not use Valentine's Day as a, as a platform to launch your campaign to become Bay. I think so because it's a lot of pressure on one day. Also, I feel like Valentine's Day kind of skews um, the level at which people are seeking Bay. Um, they probably are going to, they don't know if you're just overtaken by the holiday. It's just a weird moment to do really anything, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I right. think that's a good answer. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's let's listen to some of the answers. <laughs> that This was labeled are, the best answer on Yahoo. Okay. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so this is like a list of like 15 ideas. So I'm just going to go I'm just going to pick some of the the ones that are written in the most complete English, A. Mm-hmm. Um but B that I think illustrates kind of the the disconnect that this person has cuz if for the way the Yahoo answers works, uh, the person who asked the question ends up picking the best answer for all people to oh, read just a person who, after the fact. No yes. way. So it's not like crowdfunded best answer. Crowdsourced, Crowd yes. Yeah, yeah. So this is the best answer. Okay. That this person picked. It's uh, long. It's oh like my God. Tw- there's like 20 <laughs> options here. I'm just gonna pick a couple. Uh, kiss him on his forehead and whisper the three magical words in his ears. Are you serious? That is one of the answers here. <laughs> I'm guessing those three magical words are. I love you. Uh, yeah. Are you Bay? Are you? Are we Bay? Are we Bay? Are you Bay? Um, don't do that. <laughs> Wrap a red ribbon around yourself and gift yourself to your lover. On this Valentine's Day. But are they lovers if he doesn't know what's about to... Oh, This my was God. the best answer, oh. according to Yahoo. Write love notes on small cue cards and hide them in places like the closet. No! Stick one on, stick one on their personal. mirror, which is like, yo... You broke it! Yo, breaking and entering is not a good fucking idea. Don't do that. breaking and entering? B&E. Yeah, totally thing. I watched a lot of SVU growing up. Oh, my god. That's what they call it. It's a, it's a good old-fashioned B&E. B- B- yeah, B&E... Never on Valentine's Day. Never with someone you don't. Never. Actually, just never break so, into. Oh, wow. Gift your beloved a diamond ring. Diamonds are forever and so is your love. Oh, my gosh. This, I don't know like who copy-pasted this. Of this person's making fun of the person, right? Probably. Oh, or like maybe man. they think this is a legit good way to like launch into a relationship. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe this is where we're going to date this person a little bit. Um... Prepare a DVD with a collection of the most romantic Valentine's tracks and gift it to your beloved. Wait. Who the fuck <laughs> makes, not even a CD, like a DVD. You're fucking old, dog. A DVD of songs is like your technology. Your technology you don't know what you're doing. Of- don't do any of those things. Yeah. Absolutely don't do any of those things. However, if you're kind of a quirky person, I actually don't see anything wrong with going up to your crush and putting a bow on your head and saying, the gift is me. We doing this thing? Right. You in? You in? That's pretty ballsy. That is ballsy. And, and and if that's your vibe, like if that's how you are in the world, like you gotta at a certain point be like, hey, yo, take it or leave it. Um, that's another thing that people don't understand. Prolonging the process is like not a good idea for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you insist on getting him a gift, stick a bow on your head and say, you in this. The gift is me. Okay, I was gonna say you yeah. win. The, don't I wouldn't. Oh. 
Not like right away. Like maybe go out to dinner first before you're like, you in this? Stop. You in this? Stop. Relationship, Marty. Are you in this relationship? That's four words. Those right. are the four magical words. You in this relationship? Right. <clears throat> I got a question for you, Martin Hess. What's the question? You're about to... I'm about to see irresponsible marty party marty party is the marty. formal term party marty is who i'm going to for to advice um for on this topic so this question is absolutely out of control okay um and it, it does involve visuals which marty will then describe um once i show it to him because i do know that this is a podcast <clears throat> all caps need help my ex bf married this girl i need your opinions of her wait okay so this person, the, like, the ex is already married. Correct. So this person thinks that they need an opinion on this person right. retroactively. It's not over. Okay. I need to finish reading this. I was in love with him for two years, and after we broke up, he married someone else. Let me know your opinions of her, please. <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessing, exclamation point, exclamation point, followed by can we talk about can pictures we... of That it. is no, no, <laughs> don't. Let's okay. I was about to say one thing, but this has gone completely off the tracks already. Don't if you are okay, girl. If you're going to Yahoo Answers with this with this kind of query, first things first, get a friend. Go to, like maybe that's terrible. Maybe that's hard for you. Maybe your ex BF was your only friend, but like I don't know. Go talk to a real therapist or like. You need something. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> this is bad. So, and this, then to then post these photos on Yahoo uh, uh, Answers. No, look at these photos. Right. She posted this on a public forum. This poor girl who married her ex-boyfriend. Public photos. If you, if you ever met a beautiful bitch, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And then it's is that it's what she captured? yes, yes. And there are there are four photos here two of them are from the wedding day it seems so like if there's any clearer indication that yo it's over <laughs> it might be that she needs your opinion of her please pulls okay so if the question is, the actual question that you've posed to me is what is my opinion um they seem like they'll be very happy together <laughs> and it doesn't fucking matter what my opinion is <laughs> because you're not dating this guy anymore and he's a married man but she's obsessing, Marty. She needs a hobby. <laughs> she needs to go fucking learn how to knit. Or, like, take up fly fishing. Oh, or man. or building Lego sets. So your advice to this girl is... Is get a hobby. Get a hobby. Get a therapist. Get Jesus. Get Jesus. Get a friend. Get a friend. You didn't really sugarcoat that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Was I supposed to? Like, it... I can understand the hurt. I've I've heard the song "Everybody Hurts" sometimes. Right. Who sings that song? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very popular tune, and it's. I think there's a kernel of truth to that. I get that. Right. Two years is a very long time. I'm also a firm believer time. in time heals all wounds. Mm, amen. But that includes time away from this situation. So true. Which includes obsessing. Yeah. Quote obsessing end quote about the now wife <laughs> of this man. <laughs> The now literal biblical wife. 
And this is what social media does to people, y'all. Like, this is toxic. Like, the fact, and what you can't see is that she made a four-photo collage of this girl with professional wedding photos. Like, she had to use a straight-up app. She had to use, like, the layout app in Instagram to to get four pictures of this girl all together to post on Yahoo Answers. So, um, yeah, get a therapist, get a friend, get a hobby, get Jesus. In that, our, in that order. In that order. All right. Maybe get a bottle of wine, too. And get a bottle of wine. We're going to just put that, just maybe that, it on Maybe the, that's the hobby. Maybe that's the hobby. <laughs> it, time, time heals all. But, Marty, I'm very surprised because not a single person gave that advice. Oh, weird. Oh, Yahoo so Answers. Nice. So I have two very um, interesting takes. Okay. <clears throat> so, question mark, she is pretty, but that doesn't mean she's honest, trustworthy, or has good feminine hygiene. I mean, I can't argue with that. I don't know what this person is like. But again, I don't I think you missed the window there. Yeah. The window of opportunity is closed. The window is gone. Um and then the next response highly voted. A picture can't tell if she's hot in the bed. Again, <laughs> I really don't know anything about this woman uh or how she performs in a, a sexual intercourse capacity. Which you should not be thinking about. No, because I'm all. not married to this person. Right. And I'm not married to the boyfriend. No. It wasn't me. <laughs> so, I, like, don't, don't. Like, these yeah. things, what do these things even matter to the Yahoo Answers people? Like, They were invested. Like, there were at least 20-plus comments saying, like, oh, she's ugly, or oh, I bet you're cuter. This girl did not post a picture of her I was going to say, post, but you got to, if we're playing no, this game, if we're playing I, hot or not. If you did a side-by-side side of her and you, then that's gutsy. You might you might get some responses like, ooh, some, yo, like, right. he probably is okay, though. By the way, for those wondering, this girl looks cute, but more importantly, totally happy. Um, and that's, I think, what's eating away at the person who resorted to Yahoo Answers. Um, but it's just unhealthy. You need to back away from the situation. Um, and yes, it's comforting to have, this is what, this is what friends are for. It's comforting to be amongst a circle of friends and be like, look at this girl and have everyone be like, oh my gosh, you're way cuter. But that's like a band-aid on a deep wound. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And you gotta, that's, some stitches are required and those stitches are, again, therapy. Right. Uh, <laughs> there, There is a way to push past it. Right. And I understand that in that moment, in that heated sure. moment of like, it sounds like they were recently married. Uh Yeah. I wonder how long it's been, though. Yeah, if it's, if we're talking year six, yeah. and, like, they got a kid, I'm like, right, 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 right. I think there's something else you need to be thinking about here. Totally, totally. Um, but we've all been petty. You absolutely. Know? Oh, it helps. It definitely, it does, but it, it is. It is a band-aid. That's a very nice way to put it. If we're going back to, like, the actual advice for this poor, this poor girl. This poor girl. But at the same time, like, don't be throwing someone's image on the internet like that. Nope. Like, what if she finds that? I don't She's know, somebody, like, look at what your ex-girlfriend did, honey. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Somebody's going to, like, reverse image search that and do some catfishing. Oh, my gosh, for real. She's probably creating a catfish. This is how catfish starts. Is she building a catfish? I bet she will. I bet she will. Oh, my gosh. She's probably, like, building a fake profile for her husband to then find, for this girl's husband to then find. And then... She's not a nice person. Oh, she's not a nice person. I'm also bad in bed. Like, that's the right. things that are going to be on that profile. Right. And he's going to be like, I didn't know. So crazy. So crazy. Um, but uh, everybody hurts sometimes. Everyone hurts go, sometimes. Go to CVS or go to Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a big bow. Yep. Put it on your head. Put it on your head because you're the gift to yourself, girl. <laughs> I was going to suggest walking up to a stranger and saying, hey. No, 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 you no. You in this. No, no, no. Tie it all back together. No, no, no. 
make sure people know you're joking about that. I am an unqualified counselor. <laughs> I don't need to tell anybody anything. No. Honey, go to CVS, get yourself some chocolate, get yourself some wine, put a bow on your own head and look in the mirror and say, guess who's with me for life? Me. And then work from there. That's really nice advice. Thanks. Thanks, boo. And that brings us to the end of episode one. Before we head out, we got to talk about the most important segment, Doggo of the Week. Mm -hmm. This week, the Doggo of the Week is Gatsby. Shout out to Gatsby for Mm -hmm. tricking um, Carly and I into giving him two dinners last night Mm -hmm. because he looked so hungry and Carly was not there. I was not sure if he had been fed. Right. So I fed him. Carly comes back. She went on a target run. And said, and I go, oh, honey, I fed the dog. I was real proud of myself. Like, I'd done a good job. Right. And she goes, Marty, I fed the dog. Right. I, Marty did not see me feed the dog, and Gatsby did a, a quite a little acting job to get two dinners. Um, so right now, he is in the room with us, completely passed out, um, because that's a two-dinner pup. That's two-dinner pup. He's busy digesting. So shout out to Gatsby. Doggo of the week. Doggo of the if week. If you have a dog of the week, if you have a question you want to ask us for... Uh, are they bay or postgrad problems? You can again email us mm-hmm. at podcast at gmail.com. We will be checking this mm-hmm. and we will be uh, pulling questions uh, from that. We will keep all names anonymous. Absolutely. We encourage anonymous submissions as well. Yes. Um, if we know you, if we don't know you, it's all good. You can just keep it keep it anonymous and we'll answer your questions. Um, until we get questions from the viewers, we're probably listeners rather. No one's viewing this. No. <laughs> Until Unless we- you subscribe to the exclusive video podcast. <laughs> That's an idea, though. That's an idea. No. No. Okay. Um, so <laughs> so um, if you can, you can ask us questions there. Until then, we'll probably keep mining uh, Yahoo Answers because that was really, that was pretty enjoyable. We went on a journey. I, I went deep. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so e- email us any questions that you have for Are They Bay, um, any, any postgrad problems of the weekend. We know we have a lot of friends who are resident advisors too. So if you have um, an aspect of that crazy position that you want us to uh, talk about on this podcast, we absolutely can. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening. Yep. Episode one in the books. Episode we'll be back soon. Yep. And as always, don't forget. The world is your campus. The world is your campus. And we are your counselors. Uncertified. Unqualified. Unqualified.